Well, I would suggest that for number one, your attitude. If you get bitter, feel depressed, you hurt your body, even if you eat the best food in the world. Like if you eat the best food selected for you, and you see somebody run over by a Mack truck, you might vomit. What happened to the good food? You poison yourself when you have a very negative outlook on the world. You know what I mean? I'm so busy trying to solve problems, I can't take the time out and feel bad because the world... Look, if I project like H.G. Wells, he believed the world should have been far in advance by today, and he died bitter against it. What was wrong with H.G. Wells is he had expectations of the world. I don't. Do the best you can to make it better, but whatever they do, that's the real world. What happens is the real world. What I think should happen is wrong. You do your best to make it happen, but if it doesn't, that's all you can do is your best. Do you understand that? But if you have expectations of somebody and it doesn't turn out that way, it means your judgment regarding that person is wrong. Like a girl came to me and she said, I sent my boyfriend to college to become a doctor. I paid for all his college training. And then he ran off with my best girlfriend and got married. So I said, you're very lucky. He was a son of a bitch. You got rid of a bad guy. Your ability to judge people is what's at fault, not the guy. He was a son of a bitch, but you couldn't detect that. So you have to learn how to evaluate people. And once you learn to do that, you're more apt to have better judgment. Do you understand? It's not the world that hurts you. It's your own expectations. You ever be so bored at work that you go to the bathroom, sit on the toilet, you ain't got to take a shit or nothing, but you just want to get away from your desk for a little bit? No. Okay, maybe that's just me. It is. No, I got a coworker that does that. That nigga, I call this, I call this sh the restroom his office, because that nigga will be in that bitch for about 20 minutes, bro, just, just going. I'm like, bro, find another location. Niggas actually got to use the restroom sometimes. Get your bitch ass out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. On this cold Houston day, you have Jay and Welly taking on you, taking you on a fantastic voyage through today's mediocrity. <laughs> that's all we got. That's all we got. Hey, sometimes that's enough. Hey. So, something that we haven't done in a long time, let's just get right to it. Let's get right to it. What's on this intro, man? Especially oh, that's, that last part. That last part was deep. That, that that's rest in peace to Jacques Fresco. Um, he's um, in my, he has his titles as far as who he is, but I I I would label him as a futurist. I mean, I believe he died like in 2010, but since the 70s and the 80s, he's all he was always pushing the initiative of, you know, the future can be like it is. Like a lot of stuff that happened. He kind of had a, you know, a, a, a Machiavelli vision, you know, like he definitely knew that the world we live in today was possible. Although he doesn't predict, he didn't predict it exactly how it is now. He, he planned for a better world because he had something called the Venus Project, which was definitely a better world. But it was so, you're only seeing it on, you're only seeing it on tell television a netflix special or some shit you're not gonna you, we may never see that world that he envisioned yeah but his world is possible and i think a lot of his messages you know focus on the fact that you know humans are going to be humans and it's it is funny because this is going to go along with my words of advice later but humans are going to be humans and at the end of the day the more we learn about humans you kind of you you kind of get a grasp on what to expect from them Although in the intro he's saying, "Don't expect," but at the same time, you know that's that's to not expect is to expect, in my opinion. To have, you, to have to have low expect, expectations or no expectations is to still expect somebody to let you down or still expect somebody to not come up. Because that possibility is always there. Yeah. you can't deny that possibility. Like, like I said, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Pretty much, and and although he probably would preach against that. I still feel like that's an underlying philosophy in what he's saying. Um, and I felt like it was a good way to, you know, pretty much roll into 
the solid four topics that we will have today that we will actually tackle today. That's what I want to do. I want to I want to focus on four things and not just go off on a tangent like we're known to do. Hey, you know, know whatever works. It, it all works apparently because <laughs> last week was pretty nice. You know, hey, I forgot what we talked about, but apparently people did care. You know, wrote the wave. But uh, I'm gonna just throw it out there like this and make sure that as the listener is listening, he's realizing okay these. Four topics are probably going to be interwoven. Um, me, I chose these topics. I bought I bought hog this episode. I, Alan Iverson, this shit. Oh, you're the oh, you're the producer, dude. <laughs> this time, this time. So I want to talk about aggressive women and the trend of women asking to be asking men to be Valentines goes along with the trend of women getting on their knees and asking you know men. To marry them And what does that mean For the future uh, I also want to talk about uh, Something that we revisit A whole lot Because we have One of the nicest guys In the world On this podcast Who? <laughs> uh, me of course uh, How come Nice guys finish last I also want to talk about Micro cheating And I want to talk about Burning bridges Okay, okay. And, I'm game um, If I was to roll the dice the first one I would talk about is aggressive women. Okay, I thought I was hoping you'd go there. <sighs> aggressive women. Me personally, aggressive women, I respect them from a point of view of I'm glad you know what you want. But unfortunately, well not unfortunately cuz I'm very fortunate to be an 80s baby. I'm I'm from an era I really feel like my the way I was brought up, I'm on the brink of the Digital and analog age, meaning most of the st- most of the things I learned, um, well, that doesn't make sense. But put it like this: I feel like I still was a part of the era that went into the library and actually had to go to the index or to the little catalog thing and look at the cards and find a book that I wanted to read. Know how to find a book exactly. And when with with that with that type of experience, I kind of feel like it just gives me an edge because when the new technology that is now Google, basically, um, was presented to me. It wasn't hard for me to grasp because it was just like, oh, you know, this is just a this is a catalog and library. It's just digital. Cool. So I feel like with me being from that era, like Jacques said, I have expectations. Mm-hmm. You said something to me the other day that was funny that I was actually wanting to bring up. Is, is it Tropic Thunder or Tropical Thunder? Tropic Thunder. I knew it. I felt stupid when I texted. Yeah, it's one of the but, greatest movies ever, too. Dog, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> what movie did you say couldn't be made today? Dodgeball. Dodgeball couldn't Vince be made Bond today. And ben Stiller. Because the because today, Dodgeball would be highly offensive. Robert Downey Jr.'s blackface would be highly offensive because we live in a generation full of bitch ass niggas. <laughs> bitch ass niggas. Not being gender defined because a female could be a bitch ass nigga and a man could be a bitch ass nigga. And you could be of any race. <laughs> yes, straight up. And I tell people that all the time. Nigga is not limited to a race. You've you believe that it's limited to a race because that's what you allow society to do for you. Just like a lot uh, society put me in the mind state of women should be gentle, women should be soft. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my fault probably for not going against that. But hey. I like my woman gentle, soft. I like my woman to kind of expect for me to make certain decisions. I, but at the same time, I want my woman to realize that there is a certain balance needed in any friendship, relationship, whatever ship we have. Yeah. So therefore, my whole point of what I'm saying is it's hard for me to truly accept an aggressive woman because it's just like, damn, I thought that was supposed to be my role. Even... even- like it's like you said, you know, you respect an aggressive woman that knows what she wants, but you can know what you want and not be aggressive. Mm. Like you can be like cordial and 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 play the interaction game without just coming up and saying, "Oh, you gonna be my man, and you know, you gonna buy me this, and you gonna take me here, and you gonna do this." I, I feel like aggressive is when you tell people rather than ask them. And even when you take a second and look at it, like how many women really love that aggressive man? I don't know. That's a good one. Because, as you know, the F in Welly F, it stands for Fonzarelli. <laughs> and let's just take it back a notch here while I get my narcissism on. Okay. Okay. With Fonzarelli being the coolest person I've ever witnessed on a TV sitcom, 
I realized that obviously he was, I guess, the alpha male, the the more aggressive, the more dominant, the more cool guy that everybody wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So when I hear when I, when I saw Arthur Franzarelli growing up, I realized that you know he had a, he did have a balance to him because he had moments in certain episodes on Happy Days where it was like, hold on, you know, Arthur has a soft side. But yeah. don't have, don't get him fucked up, you know. So I've always. But the thing is, you never seen Arthur throw hands either. You ain't had to see him throw hands. He just, <laughs> just come on, man, come on. He too smooth for that, dog. He ain't got a time to be out and get dirty with y'all. Come on now, man. Can't mess wrinkle up my leathers. Come on, man. He got a kind of comb. He combed his hair. He got to stay smooth for the ladies. So with 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 Fonz really being that cool guy, I mean. I just felt like he since he was a cool, dominant guy, he probably was seen as aggressive. I see him as it was clear that the women would like him over Archie for what was Archie Archie for 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 the simple reason of they knew that Arthur, although Arthur ain't never threw hands, would be a better protector. Yeah, you know. So I think personally, aggression and male dominance goes with protection because any way it goes. That's one thing that a woman doesn't expect to do when they're with a man. If I'm going out and I'm walking up, uh, I'm, I'm for for our Houstonians. If I'm in, I'm on Washington Ave. We leave from a bar one in the morning, and we're both walking on the sidewalk. My my lady's on my arm. I don't expect a guy that's coming up to me about to rob us. You know, the the guy that's about to rob us. Mm-hmm. It's not going to expect for the girl to pull out the gun. Yeah. He's going to expect for the guy to pull out the gun or the guy to be the one on on the uh, defensive. So when we live in a generation now where it's probably likely that that girl probably finna step up and be like, what's going down? I do would think. With, with the way the equality thing is being pushed, you would expect for the woman to do that. I mean, think about it. Like, we're all equal and... With all this stuff going on, you think you would really think that if we were in that situation, that would be a possibility. But the reality is, y'all either gonna get robbed and beat up because your man a punk, or that man gonna step up and do what he gotta do. Yeah. Depending on what he values. Me personally, I'm not a materialistic person, so I'm gonna do the more, I guess, the smarter thing. And you know, hopefully, you know, I'm I'm making sure that none of us get harmed. And I'm going to use my memory to make sure I can describe this guy to the police. I'm going to take a, I would say, a professional route about it, a mature route about it. I'm not going to put anybody's life in danger. I'm not trying to stud up. I'm not going to stud up and get me and you both shot. That's stupid. That is stupid. And, and, and But, believe it or not, a, a woman would go for that type of guy not knowing he's that type of guy. Mm-hmm. Because some of those guys are that guy to the extreme. Like like you said, Fonzarelli never threw hands. But at the same time, there was no doubt in your mind that he could. <laughs> you know, but there's no doubt in your mind that if he was in that similar situation, he would take the smarter route. Yeah. Because no matter what, you looked at Arthur as a guy that you know he carries himself this way. Because, in all honesty, it's an intelligent way for a man to carry himself. To carry yourself in a way that is respectable by both men and women is important. You don't you don't ever want to carry yourself in a way that. A, a seven-year-old is not even one to look up to. Everybody mm-hmm. loved Fonzarelli. And it's, it, it, it just made sense. So, I guess to go back to what I was saying as far as aggressive women, I just feel like I was born in an era where aggressive men, um, the alpha male, for lack of a better term, is, is the way to be. So, when I see a, a woman not being this damsel in distress, it's just kind of weird for me. But I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it because... It's, you know, at the turn of the century, you know, a lot of these women, you know, start having penises for some reason and <laughs> or they just start having more of a backbone. And, and you just have to respect the fact that, you know, there are women out there that want to hold that throne and want to let men know that, hey, I could protect my damn self. And see, and then <clears throat> like I'm used to not seeing the damsel in distress kind of woman. And I actually prefer the woman that's not a damsel in of course. distress because. I like I'm attracted to very independent women, women that that hold their own, that that not looking for anybody else to support them or anything like that. Because when I'm looking at a woman, I'm looking like LeBron James building a team. Like I don't need you, I don't need to put somebody on my back. 
I need somebody that when I kick it to you in the corner for three, I can walk back down court because I know the chance of it going. You're confident in your mate. I'm going to be confident in my mate. Yeah, as they should be confident in me. That mm-hmm. no, no. If I need to go out here and get this triple double, I'm going to go out here and get this triple double. But see, that's why I can interweave the nice guy theory. See, with the nice guy dating this aggressive woman, perhaps it it doesn't work. It's 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 not that it doesn't work. It's more of a struggle because. This nice guy, if you think about the archetype of a nice guy, you think about a guy that is more agreeable, meaning you think about a guy that is probably going to deflect all conflict. And it's a good chance that this nice guy isn't going to give off the perception that he's a tough alpha male. It's almost like even if the nice guy is a, is an alpha male, it's still hard for the woman to believe he's an alpha male because he's so nice. Yeah. You know, and it's like, how do you make, and I'm looking at you like, as a nice guy, how do you get it to where you make yourself a believable protector of the household to a woman? Well, I think in this day and age, protecting the household has really changed a lot. Like, you know, when people were wildly breaking in in the house and depending on where you live in, this should still be happening. You know, it's kind of it's knowing what to do. Maybe it's not necessarily having to do it and show it and prove it, but it's knowing what to do. It's like, hey, boom, wait, the alarm go off. All right, babe, you know, you get in here, you get in the closet, you close the door, you get on the phone, you make a call. Do that. I'm going to go down here and I'm going to check it out. Or let's say, all right, boom. All right, we don't have enough money for the taxes on the house. All right, babe, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to call this person. You know, we're going to figure out how to, you know, it's, it's the take charge attitude rather than the, the, the machismo that comes out, in my opinion. Uh-huh. And with that, it has to be consistent. Like, you can defer to, your, to your, your significant other, you know, at times because, you know, this, that, that, that solution may not be a big deal to you. Like, it, like you might defer to your, your significant other for dinner or for selecting the cable company or anything like that. But <laughs> but then you get to situations like, hey, are we going to refinance the house? You just take control of that. And I'm going to determine if we're going to refinance the house, where we're going to refinance the house. We're going to buy a new vehicle. I'm going to determine, you know, if we're going to buy a new vehicle, what we can afford. You might get some input on what you like. But, you know, it's this that take charge attitude. So the benefit of the alpha male is not just throwing hands. It's being intellectually driven. It's, it's more of a long... It's a, to be a nice guy, to be an alpha male, to be a protector, it's more likely that you are doing things that require more strategy, more than I'm gonna um, I'm gonna fix I'm gonna fix the sink instead of you having to call a plumber. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you change your tire. You're not you're not the type of dude that's gonna whoop a woman's ass. You're not gonna slap a female. I'm I'm not gonna lay my hands on any female first <laughs> yeah. and foremost, cause that's the dumbest shit you can do. But even in even in the in the second half of it, I'm not gonna be out here causing fights because this guy looked at my girl. Cause if we're living together, I get into a fight with this guy, I get charges pressed on me or something like that. He has a better lawyer than I have. I end up losing my job. Now ten minutes of me being crazy, blind, mad because I felt like this guy was looking at my girl, whether he was or not, and him and I both got our adrenaline running, our testosterone is up, and now we're like, you know, buck. And so we didn't got into this altercation, and it then escalated to the point where I've, I've lost my job. Now I'm not a provider anymore. So you're definitely not the, the, the alpha male or even the, the guy. Well, how do I say this? In that moment, being a nice guy would be smarter. Being it, a nice guy would be a lot better. A cool, a cooler head would have been better. Okay, and in, more in than that, likely, in that example. Yeah, definitely. So more than likely, what it sounds like as women mature, um, and and obviously this came about because I was thinking about that uh that that woman that was trying to talk to Will Smith back in the day. Oh, um, what's McCall from Salt and Pepper? Yeah, and then she ended up talking to Pop. She ended up talking to Tupac. Trich. She ended up talking to who? Trich. Oh, from Naughty. From Naughty by name. For real? I didn't really, I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. I mean, but Trench is a pretty sharp dude, though. But yeah, he, but he wasn't Will money. Smith. Like when you we look at the Will Smith persona, you look at Trench like naughty, naughty by nature. Even though we don't look at them as gangster rap now, they were probably gangster rap then. Definitely, definitely, so, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. She, so, she kind of looked like she went with the hardcore, quote she, unquote, thug rap. She wanted, she wanted what she perceived as the more masculine man. Yeah, and 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 I guess you're kind of schooling me on the fact that. Being the nice guy has its has its pros, and it's not. And I feel like I do believe that being a nice guy has its pros. It's just that 
I feel like women definitely need to be convinced at an early age that getting with a nice guy is the smarter thing. Because when you're dealing with a nice guy, I really feel like you're dealing with somebody that is probably a better decision maker. When you're dealing with a nice guy, you're dealing with somebody that's not going to get you in situations where you got to hold down. You got to hold me down because that nigga, he locked up for five years. Because being opposite of the nice guy is probably being the guy that is more of a risk taker. You're dealing with a guy that's more of a risk taker, probably more of an asshole, probably probably more inconsistent, probably, you know, like lack stability. So, and, and even with that guy, you find a lot more excitement with him, too. Uh, Jay Z had the song um, "Meet the Dealing Parents." Dealing with what guy? The nice guy or the the uh, the other guy? Whoever the other, the other guy, guy there is. You go. Yeah. I, I'll use that yeah. term. The other guy. So, um, like Jay Z had the song on Blueprint Two, "Meet the Parents," where he's comparing this woman in basically two different different lives. Like there's this guy who wanted to treat her right and take her from the city life, and then but there was the other guy. He was on the block and everything, and and you know he was hustling, and, and you know that lifestyle excited her. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I mean, y'all can go listen to the song, whatever. It ends up like she gets. Don't pregnant. listen to the song. She gets pregnant by by <laughs> the Jay-Z. by the other guy. <laughs> my bad, my bad. All seriousness. Get she gets pregnant it. by the other guy. He abandons her. Doesn't see the child. Doesn't you know support the child. Whatever. Years later, he runs in a child. Child on the block. He ends up shooting his own son. Oh yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, of course, that's that's a story told in in, in lyrics, but I believe it happened. I, I mean, it could possibly be, and because the nice guy life wasn't all that great. Like he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna take you out of the city. You know, I'm I'm gonna take you away from all this crazy." And it's like, nah, you know, this this turns this some, energy some, turns me on. And if people, that turns you on, then that's fine. But you know, with everything comes that risk. Some people actually, and I'm try, I'm trying not to put people in a box here because I have a tendency to do that. We do in the black community, the women that we I grew up with, they have a how do I say, they kind of love drama. They kind of have an um, addiction to it. So the nice guy doesn't provide that drama. No. The nice guy, he's too agreeable. Therefore, if she's arguing with him, he's saying the right things and she doesn't like to hear the right things. There's, there's a conscious thought process. He's probably like, you know what? You're right. I can see why you would feel that way. And it's it's not just a whole bunch of yelling. It's, it's, actually, it's actual thinking. And it's, it is funny because it, it, the crazy part about it is it's like you have to, as, as anybody... That has that addiction to to drama or to negativity. You gotta ask yourself, like, I mean, this is when you're when you're in a negative state that you're at your lowest point. Like, why do you want that? Like, is is it because you don't believe that twenty four seven happiness is is truly possible? I mean, if that's the case, then why even wake up in the morning? I'm just saying, like, you're waking up and you're like, the reality is obviously. If you really think about it, you really can have a negative moment maybe one or two times a day. Your moment, your moments of the day don't have to be totally compiled of negative moments. They don't Most of your everything. day can be, you know, be fun. And it's crazy to me that it just seems like most of the people that I grew up with, they don't truly believe that. People really believe that they're positive when in actuality, like their expectations for the day are negative. You know, like people really wake up and they're like, they're probably at the point where they're thinking like, this is, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a shitty day. And it's like, come on, like, seriously, like that's, you already have your mind, you know, you made Monday that. bad just because you were off yesterday and now you got to go to work. Come on. That's it. Come on. Like, that's crazy. So to me, it's almost like, and I can't lie. I've done that before. Of course. And, I've and, done it frequently. I know. I'm Yeah, I know. Say chill out. We ain't talking about me, <laughs> but the funny thing about it is people. People tend to forget that all it takes to to trick the brain into being happy is if you just smile, your brain is going to be like, whoa, like, okay, I'm, I'm good now. But people don't think it's that simple. People think that they have to, it has to be something material involved. It has to be some type of independent variable other than, hey, just think the best of the moment. Like, it's it's really that simple sometimes. You, you remember we, we did the, the pay a compliment initiative? A couple was a couple years ago, maybe, maybe about nine months ago. We did the pay a compliment initiative. Just, oh yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. You know, just com- just give somebody a random compliment, and like you'd be surprised how that affects your day. Of course. Like even when when me, when we were in Vegas, me and J Mark was in Vegas. I told the story before. You know, just randomly seeing this couple pass, I was like, hey, I like how y'all outfits match. You know, just randomly like that. Definitely. And people just they you know that'll pick you up it easily. I personally think that some of the people that 
we follow on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, I know for a fact that they post those selfies or they post those gym, you know, those gym body pictures for that compliment because they don't get enough of it in the real world. So at the end of the day, it feels fucking good to be able to go online and even though you don't really fuck with these people like that, to get that moment of gas, them gassing you up, that shit feels good. But the crazy part about it is even though they getting all that gas, it really doesn't take nothing but one negative comment that day to fuck them up. Because no matter what, that negative comment going to linger. If somebody exposes your insecurities and they hit you right there where it hurt. It's a motherfucker. Though. Cause I, cause I, I've seen it with celebrities. I see it with celebrities all the time. Like I'll just be, you know, uh, you know, just looking at, you know, maybe Duval or Wale. They getting all this love. But then one person, one person says some dumb shit. And mm-hmm. that's what they respond to. And I feel like that's kind of fucked up. You're getting all this love. The least you could do is at least like the person's comment. You pretty much ignore all this love you're getting. But one person say, nigga, your head's small. And then you just <laughs> go off. Like, bruh, seriously? You got all this love. And the only thing that you focus on was the negativity that you got. That's how the brain is wired, though. Mm-hmm. And some people, depending on maybe the Zodiac, depending on whether they're INTJ, ESTJ, whatever, they'll linger on that negative moment for like a week. Like, they'd be like, damn, like, nigga said my head was small. Like, bro. (laughs) You you in the mirror, like. (laughs) Seriously? One person said your head was small. Everybody else saying, you make my day. You're the funniest motherfucker alive. Mm -hmm. You're small. Blah, blah, blah. If it wasn't for you, I'd have killed myself. But then one nigga said your head was small. Come on, bro. Like, seriously? The human mind is is a mother. It's some some crazy shit. But back to the point. Of the nice guy, mm-hmm. I feel like I guess my moment here. Although I'm not, I've never perceived as a nice guy. I do feel like really not. I know, I know it is what it is. Fuck him. I really. Feel I, I like, think it's, I think it's because you're such a straight shooter. Does that classify me as the other guy though? It doesn't classify you as the other guy, but you know, a nice guy typically says sweet things and 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 finds a way to kind of cope things to where they, they they're not as as drastic of a hit to your ego. Ah. But see, you 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 really don't care too much about people's ego, and they ask you for your opinion, or even if they don't ask you for your opinion, you <laughs> give it to them, you know, directly as it comes from you. There's no filters coming through for your opinion. It it's just a, goes it's, straight. It's a bit of a filter. I mean, because I, I literally had a dream the other day where I swear it was like I, it was like five minutes, and I don't know what the hell happened, but it was like moments where people were asking me shit, and I was being blunt mean and evil and it was just a dream and i sat there and i told myself like dog like if i didn't have a controlled filter because that's what it is it's a controlled filter you have some retards out there that are socially awkward that don't have a filter meaning they they probably were sheltered all their life they come from you know the homeschool life they just don't know any better because all they ever dealt with was their grandma their mama and their brothers and sisters and cousins that's all they know and when that's all you're dealing with, more than likely, you're probably dealing with a bunch of rude young motherfuckers. Yeah. So when you when you get out to the real world, you're this person that literally has no filter because you lack self-control and you don't know any better. It's like a it's a it's a bad it's a, you're impulsive. So for me, I feel like I have a controlled filter, meaning I will lie to you. I will lie to you to spare your feelings, because at the end of the day, although it's a lie, I mean, goddamn, like. Uh, why do I want to hurt this person's feelings? It's <laughs> fucking ego. Fucking he, fuck <laughs> ego. I don't want to hurt your feelings because I, I, I do have some. I know how negative feelings work. Yeah. I don't want to be that person that says your head is small and then you thinking about the shit all day. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> More than likely, if I tell you some fucked up shit, it's just it's out of just me just joking with you and being funny. Some mm-hmm. people don't get that. Some people. They, they are not wired to understand dark humor. So I feel like that's where my straight shooter comes in. But for the most part, like if somebody is coming to me and asking me for asking me for an honest critique, shit, I've always wanted to be a movie critic. So therefore, if I'm criticizing something, I don't care if I knew Zack Snyder. Nigga, Zack, Batman versus Superman wasn't all that great. It had its moments. But there's a reason why you put that shit in the theater and then you gave us this work of art on DVD. <laughs> on DVD I got a problem with that yeah. And I'm going to criticize you for that No matter if you're my homeboy or not I would do the same thing as Scorsese or Spielberg Because at the end of the day I feel like honesty is the best policy But then again And it goes a long way Yeah but then again I'm, I, I will spare your feelings Just based on the fact of 
once I gauge how sensitive you are, I will gauge your feelings. That's why I tend to walk away from people or stop fucking with people where I feel like I have to walk on eggshells. I get away from those people because I realize, I mean, there is no benefit to me talking to you because at the end of the day, I'm always sort of like, damn, I got to watch myself. Why do I want to constantly watch myself? Like, I'm Why can't you just be yourself free, around these people? I want to be free-flowing. Like, I don't want to sit here and always watch myself around grown-ass people. Like, seriously? Come on. Yeah, so, you're the nice guy. I don't feel like I'm the other guy. I just feel like I'm somewhere in that gray area just trying to be a better person. And at the end of the day, you know, I feel like I'm somewhat understandable. But, hey, I guess it gets misinterpreted. Not going to lie to you. What's 2017... Up? Tested my mental fortitude of being a nice guy. I don't see how you still do it, to be honest with you. Just being a complete nice guy, I I, I mean, even though I don't think that you're the nicest, I do feel like you're definitely more, you're so non-confrontational that you put up with a lot of bullshit. That's why I felt like burning bridges was an important topic to hit because it's like, me, I'm like, bro, like, to be honest with you, one of the key components of having a friend the key components of a friendship, especially in your adulthood, is to is to have connects, is to have companionship. You know, at the end of the day, you don't want to burn bridges because you feel like you're gonna lose something. But at the end of the day, when you really think about it, a lot of people a lot of people are more expendable than you give. Like you keep a lot of people around just because of that that timestamp. Damn, I met them in 2007. It's 2018. I can't let them go. Man, fuck that. I'm not finna hang like. It's so much, like you just said, that nigga LeBron been knowing D-Wade for how long? That's where he got his first rings with, nigga. They what, came in the league together. You got to go. 15 years. You got to go. Say, we bros. You got to go. Peanut butter and jelly. You got to go. Heedles. You're not getting me Heedles. no more rings, nigga. You trash. Heedles. Go back to Miami. I brought Gabby out here. Come on, man. <laughs> Seriously? Let's be real. Like, that's what it means. Like, you have to understand a friendship to the point of where it's like, okay, yeah, we're friends, but damn, I'm not... I'm not finna be, you're not finna be dead weight. I'm not finna carry you around, nigga. Bye. Like, I'll fuck with you, but bye. Like, yeah. it has to be levels to this friendship. I'm gonna fuck with you like it's a long distance relationship. Like, I'm not finna fuck with you like that because it's, it's no point. Like, so many people have that are out there that are, that used to be real friends that they end up just being social media friends. Mm-hmm. They end up just being that friend and only comments on your pictures. And you ain't never had a face to face conversation with them since 2011. But it's all good, though. It's all good though, because at the end of the day, sometimes I, I feel like burning bridges. It's not necessarily burning bridges. It's just realizing that that bridge ain't leading nowhere. You got a point. Because <laughs> you know, in in, in our off air conversations, you know, I'll tell you about these these quote unquote friends that I have, and then you'll say, "What? How was that person even benefiting you?" <laughs> And I was like, you know, they're not like, hell, they would come in and wreck some shit saying that they had my best interest at and heart. And disappear. And then disappear. Because cause you're expendable to them. They, they'll, they'll tell you all day, every day, oh, I just want to see you happy. I want to do this. I want to, I want to, nigga, they don't really care about your happiness. It's just that you're doing something that probably annoys them. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Genuinely, they probably could look at your situation and be like, oh, you could do better than that. But at the same time. They probably just don't like that person, or it's probably some, um, it's probably some agenda they have, to where they just feel like once you stop fucking with that person or you stop affiliating with that person, it just makes their day a lot better because six degrees of separation, it makes it harder for them to be connected to that person that they don't like. It's yeah. like oh. Jay don't fuck with that person no more. Good. That means it's less likely that I'll go to an event that he's hosting and, and that person, that will, person be there. will be there. That's pretty much it. And even and even that, like in some job situations, I, I mean, you know, we we always leverage on on relationships. I don't even know why we do, but we always end up leveraging on relationships. But I think all that all that goes hand in hand with job. Oh, you shouldn't be at that job. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You could be doing this. You know, you ain't living up to your full potential. And then you look at this person. You look at what the shit they doing. And you kind of like, I'm not living up to my potential. But personally, I don't think you're living up to yours. So you want do you want me to chase these dreams that you're not chasing on your own? Like Jacques said in the intro, that's that person's expectations of you. He's pretty much at the end of the day just telling you he thinks that you could be so much greater. Uh, That's cool. But at the same time, I mean, my reality is I'm doing this right now because mentally this is where I am. I know you see my potential, but this is where I am. And sometimes people see potential that you'll never see 
You'll just have to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, potential only goes so far. And and I know women are the uh, number one. Eventually, you need action. Yeah, women are the number one. Uh, how do I say? Um, they they get defeated in that air in that in arena the most because they fall for potential so much and it ends up hurting them. And it's just like, God damn, it was it was so much potential there. Yeah. It was just potential. You you gotta love that person who they for who they are right now. You gotta love that job for who it, what it is right now. Some people are gonna You be gotta stagnant. love that situation for what it is right now. Straight up. Because there's a chance that it may not develop into what it is or what you want it to be. Pretty much. You have to you have to love it for what it is right now. And man, and that's 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 a risk. That's a that's a huge risk. That's why that's why marriage. <laughs> but everything is a risk. Yeah. When you leave and you go get in the car, you taking a risk going home. Especially driving from this motherfucker. Got be driving across motherfucking country. Fuck wrong with you, boy. Damn. <laughs> All right, back to being serious, man. You know I can't stay serious for long, bro. I don't know why you do it. This guy. I'm just saying. Trying to give some. High quality content to the people. <laughs> I'm just telling them about real life, my real life struggles. Anyways, uh, of course, <laughs> everything's a risk. Yeah, like I don't remember the last thing that was a sure thing. Mm. It damn sure wasn't the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Fuck no, <laughs> but I was going for them. I mean, yeah, it's 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 every everything's a risk. Marriage is definitely a risk, you know. But at the same time. I forget they're, the same. They're, they're mitigants. They're mitigants. You can calcu- you can calculate the risk. You can never completely take risk away. I know. Never I know. completely eliminate risk. You can mitigate it, but you can't eliminate it. But going then, going to marriage counseling, dating for so many years, and and living together before you get engaged, and then having a long engagement leading into the marriage, and then having a, a year or two before you have a kid. All of that might mitigate the risk of you getting divorced. But it doesn't eliminate it at all. Uh, yeah, that conclusion it still can come. It, it's, it's, it still could be there. Yeah, that whether it's ten years, fifteen, twenty, thirty. What, what was that? Was that number you gave me earlier? Earlier in the week about divorce? Oh yeah, they they say women initiate seventy percent of divorces, and um, the the reason that is likely is because, based on what I read, it seemed like it was likely because women tend to get bored. And they they tend to get bored faster than men to a certain extent, meaning when they do get bored, they kind of tend to, I guess, let's let's take this scenario. They're dealing with a, a, a nice guy. They're dealing with a more agreeable guy. So when they're talking to this nice guy, they've been dealing with this nice guy for so long, everything's going smooth. But it's just like, like I said, like the girls I grew up with, that sense of adventure is not there anymore. It becomes predictable. Yeah, it becomes predictable. That consistency that they long for tends to be, uh, you know what? It's not as great as I thought it was going to be. So let me try to spice things up. They don't want to lead in that category. They want the man to be the you know the leader in that. But I'm it, not happy. He needs to do something to make me happy. Exactly. But I'm not going to tell it. And the funny thing about it is <laughs> the reality check is more women when they do get married, are probably going to get married to the nice guys. It's not too many of the other guys that's really going to settle down with you. They're the ones that are going to abandon you and leave you with a baby. Just being honest. Because they're the type of guys that go out there for the excitement. Yeah. And having a, a, a house with a kid and, you know, you come home every night, there's no... There's no, that's no, there's excitement no excitement and stability. That's that's too stable. That's, that's <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I can count on coming home to these same people for the rest of my life. Boy. And and they and, That's based, stability. and based on the study I was reading, women get bored with that the fastest. Because and even and they even start talking about sex and they even start talking about how a lot of women when um after they had their first child, they would withhold sex for, for three years. And it wasn't because it was a attack on the man. It was just because one, you know, that I guess they weren't the same anymore. They, they 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 weren't uncomfortable. They were they were uncomfortable with their bodies now. So therefore, like I said, this, this is a nice. This is the nice guy on the other side. The nice guy is not going to be very proactive or very aggressive about trying to have sex with a woman that by her body's just changed, and he's probably not going to know how to get her out of her zone of uncomfortability because 
like I said, you know, she's kind of been leading subconsciously and they just don't know it because that's what nice guys tend to do. They they can they tend to provide that balance. They're not the Fonzarelli types that just come in and dominate. They're not the other guy. Yeah. So that was a part of the study. The study pretty much talked about how even with the withholding of sex for three years, the woman starts looking at the man like, hold on, you just allowed this to happen? <laughs> like, the fuck was he supposed to you do? Did, you, you didn't desire me? <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and, and it makes things worse because that other guy, well, the other guy is probably going to be like, man, you turn it ass over. I don't give a damn what you look like. But the nice guy, he's probably going to approach the situation like, hey, you know, if you're not feeling good, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Respect, Respecting your wishes. Pretty much. And that tends to bring about that seventy percent. That's just it does, that's just one it, of the things. And it's, and it's not wow. He really respects me, and and you know he's not you know so pushy or anything. It's it's more like oh, so you know you you that you that's that's all that's only the effort that I get. Like you're only gonna try to do that one time, and then I tell you no, and then you just stop. Kind of longer for that drama. That drama. That drama is so in today's relationships. It kind of seems like it's necessary because that lack of drama is. Whew, it's almost fatal because if you're so used to something, because like people love consistency. They it's, do. It's, people love consistency because nobody wants to go into their job and when they go into their job, the doors are locked. They want to make sure that for the next 20, 30 years, the doors are open and they don't ever have to worry about chains on the door. They want consistency. They want to be able to work five days a week, 40 hours a week, get their vacations or whatever. But at the end of the day, people subconsciously love consistency. Mm-hmm. So when they get so attached to consistency, the reality of that, how do I say that, you know how you look at a, a, a line graph and it's like going perfectly straight it's for a little while, then all of a sudden it just, eh. yeah. it's like, oh shit, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Eh. Like, so, something happened there. Yeah, and when you're not mentally prepared for that, eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have you have current society where the divorce rate is high. Yeah. Because people weren't prepared for that line graph to jump like that. They thought it was gonna be perfectly straight for so long. And then and then when you look back, you probably could have fixed that line graph with some talking, conversation, look light therapy. That that three month check, that quarterly check. Some some open <laughs> communication. Yep. You know, you probably could have but I don't know what it is in relationships, you get that fear that you just don't wanna openly communicate anymore. Like, I don't know if it's y'all worrying about you hurting other person's feelings. Like, you know, what if I tell this person this and then, you know, they look at me different or, you know, they say, oh, no, you just tripping or whatever. It's like you close that line of communication because you really get into your own mind and you start trying to predict what this person's going to say before they even say it. Interesting. Yeah, that is true. And um, that also easily puts me in the position to bring in micro cheating because, Micro cheating is a thing that occurs in these in that seventy percent, whether it's man or women, a man or woman, because what happens is with they call it micro cheating, but I believe me and you just call it emotional cheating. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the definition of micro cheating, they term it as um, small, like it's basically those small moments of being physically or emotionally involved or attached to somebody outside of the relationship. So when you're micro cheating. I mean, it's it's small, mm-hmm. but no matter how small, it's maybe small to you, but it may not be small to your mate. And what it all comes down to in these marriages or relationships or whatever, the question always comes about it. Uh, that the question always comes about is, if you wouldn't want me to do it, then why would you do it? Yeah. So when that in the line graph comes up, it's like, hold on, like you've been sitting here on the phone with Amanda. When I fell asleep at night and you're on the phone with Amanda for two, three hours, like she's emotionally supporting you. Is there something that I can do, you know, to where you don't have to call Amanda? Cause I don't like you calling Amanda. Yeah. And it's just like, well, shit, you know, Amanda cool, but Amanda's not your wife. Amanda's not your girlfriend. Why are you calling Amanda? Mm-hmm. And it's like, in his mind, he's like, we just cool. Nah, bro. Why you calling Amanda? <laughs> yeah. Why you, why you, why you why calling you, Amanda? Why are you looking to Amanda for emotional support when you have a whole woman right here that should be doing it for you? If you if you aren't telling your significant other your your dreams, your goals, or your aspirations, but you're comfortable telling telling them to someone else, that's a problem. It's a huge problem. But there are a lot of people out there that don't see it like that because, especially in this day and age, where I don't know if you saw it the other day, where I think that they have four groomsmen. And one of them was a female. 
Oh, one of them was a woman. Nah, that's true. Yeah, it was a dude getting married, and one of his groomsmen was a was a was a woman, and and you know obviously that was a topic, and I'm looking like in this day and age you kind of got to expect that because it's plenty of dudes walking around right now that have a homegirl in the chick, and it's it's a homegirl in the clique, and it's plenty of women out there that feel like they're one of the homies. So although it sounds weird, there are that's gonna be something that's gonna start trending a lot because why not like. If I if 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 I got four best friends and one of them, one of them is a woman, I can't force her to be a bridesmaid. I want that. I want I want my homegirl to be a part of my wedding. So therefore, she's gonna be a groomsman. And with with the uh, with the gender lines being so blurred and not being clear anymore, uh, it's kind of hard for me to argue against that being a problem. Yeah. You know, eventually, if this know, person is already is made it up to your wedding. And is in the wedding. I would hope that the bride has properly vet, vetted her. Oh yeah, and has no problem with her. Yeah. and I don't think she even has to be gay or lesbian or anything no. like that. She, she just, does have to be properly vetted though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just can't. Your wife can't say no. I have a problem with this person. You'd be like, no, this person cool. This person cool. You know, I'm gonna have them in there. Because the, I think at that point, it's gonna get to the point where you have to say, all right, look, this is who I have a problem with. This is who I don't want in our wedding. This is who I don't want around. But at the same time, you have to look, all right, this is going to be my partner for life. If they have beef, then we have beef. It's not just simply, you know, I make I make a choice to keep this person. You make a choice to get rid of this person. That's that mutual beef. If she doesn't feel comfortable, then you shouldn't be able to feel comfortable. You should I make I say you should make the strides to make them comfortable, like, you know, sit them down and put them in the same room so your wife can get a feel of them. But if she just don't like her, then, hey, she can't go. Plain and simple. It sucks that it comes down to it being that simple. She just don't like her. Because, yeah. I mean, I I really don't remember me being in a relationship. And I just truly, honestly liked every woman that my homegirl brought around. Yeah. And it was like, damn, I'm going to be able to say, I don't like her. She can't be a bridesmaid. Come on. You know what I'm saying? It's, it ain't yeah. going to work like that. I don't like your mom, but you're going to have to uh, do something about your mom. Uh, I see what you mean. There. You know, I so, see what you mean. There. So, like I said, I feel like. As long as there's no micro cheating involved, then we should be straight. But, but see, again, that's hard to avoid. To me, micro cheating comes with levels. Shit, yeah. Because see, levels. if you, if I'm in a relationship and my girl wants to ride Idris Alba like a twenty-five cent machine, that's micro it, cheating. It, it, it's micro cheating, but I don't care. Exactly. If you want to ride Idris Alba like a twenty-five cent machine at the in front of the grocery store, I don't care. And if Idris Alba gives you the the opportunity. I'm gonna care if you take it. I'm not gonna there care you if go. you, I'm not gonna care if you consider it. But I'm gonna care if you take but it. But the, the thing is, you know that that opportunity it may not be there realistically, but you know if the opportunity presents itself, hypothetically speaking, she on that ass. Oh yeah, yeah. The risk is still there. That's, that's, the that's, risk is still that's there. That's a huge problem, and I think that's something that we've probably only had to worry about in the last twenty years with us being so close to celebrities. Them being so accessible, you know, because of of course a lot of men wanted to bang Marilyn Monroe back in the day, but those conversations probably didn't come up like that. No, that was something that was probably hidden in the Playboy magazine in the in their man cave. You know, that's not just something they didn't have to worry about logging on to Instagram and he liking you know bundle of Britney's pics. Damn, he liking so and so pics, and then there comes along the body shaming and the insecurities. Those, and then you think, and then. Men or woman, you might look at them liking that picture, or you know, you start like, "Damn, she like every picture he posts." And then in your mind, it's like, "Oh, he's within reach, whether he is that's or not." It, yeah, that's, he's, that's, he's that's within the scary reach. part when it's when it's within reach. It's a scary part to an insecure guy. Yeah, but that is part, one of the issues that we have with dating today because it's it's in your face. It's so much easier to live life not knowing. Ignorance is bliss. So therefore, if if I didn't have a social media account and I wasn't following my girlfriend, I don't get a get, I don't get to have that look into her mind, you know. I, I don't get to know her likes and wants and, and all those things if I'm not following her or asking her. So when I know those things, it's almost like I'm peeking into her diary. Yeah. Because I'm getting that moment of of how do I say it's official that she wants to ride interest. <laughs> she wants some Michael B. Jordan. She wants these guys. And then she looks over at me and she's like, Oh, this nigga wants Malaya. He wants, you know, so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, these are facts, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, 
But but the reality is, it just sucks when somebody gets to look into your mental diary like that because that's not something we had access to in the 20th century. The 21st century has given us so much access that it's kind of poisoned us or kind of contaminated us and it's making it hard for us to actually pursue simple things like relationships. Relationships are not that hard. It's just that the technology aspect of it you cannot deny that it has ruined things. Absolutely. It plays it plays a big role, bigger than any of us would actually like to, like admit. to admit. Yeah, because we love social media so much. Just like a person loves consistency so much, they can't accept the fact that consistency has its pros and cons. They just look like, I need consistency. Okay, I understand you want consistent penis. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But guess what? With this consistent penis is going to come, he's going to slip up one day, he's going to hit you raw, you're going to get pregnant, you're going to get nine months of probably weird sex because your belly big and then after that you're gonna hate your body and then when you hate your body you're gonna be that woman that goes two or three years without sex because all you're doing is focusing on breastfeeding and making sure your kid learns how to walk diaper trade all that stuff three years without sex so you want a consistent sex but guess what happens <laughs> there's risk with that and then your nigga those three years you thought that he was just sitting there being mr nice guy guess what Judy over here was throwing that ass because he 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 started micro cheating and it got he, bigger. He started entertaining these possibilities, and bro, that happens. And, and it even, happens every day. And even and I and not even to that extent. You could just be in a, a stable relationship, and somebody could start saying, you know, saying the things that you want to hear. Bro, women, <laughs> and as bad as men do it, women do it too. You could be in a relationship, and you could be just casually talking to somebody. You know, oh, when last time, oh yeah, she came over. You know, well, if she didn't suck your dick when she came over, it don't count. And that get, that's a seed planted in his head. Because he's like, no, she did suck my dick when she came over. <laughs> but apparently this person that I'm talking to right now is signing up to suck dick if she come over. Pretty much. You would think that. Some people be bullshitting though. Oh, a lot of people be bullshitting. Just to, just to kind of shit on you, what you have. Yeah, yeah. For no fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. I've had that happen quite a lot. For like, no reason. I catch myself. It's like... Motherfucker, don't even worry about what me and my gal came over here and did, cause it's none of your damn business. Yes, yeah, but if you might, and that's and that's why you like to keep that close close to home. Like, man, don't don't worry about what I got going on, cause I don't want you planting any seeds in my brain. My brain, I don't want none of that. Just so none the, of it. The best way to avoid that is to probably not micro cheat, or just kind of get away from those women that know you kind that know you know kind of want you sexually. And I actually came to an epiphany the other day when I realized. I, I kept saying this to myself. I think it was the younger me saying this, that it's hard for me to be friends with a, with a woman. But the older I get, <clears throat> I kind of realize that it's hard for me to be friends with certain women, meaning I have to want them sexually from the jump. Because a, a homegirl of mine said the other day, you know, we were having a conversation, I guess, you know, somebody overheard it. And then they were like, oh, he's just saying that because he want to smash. And in my mind, I'm like, hmm. Do I want to smash? Do I <laughs> do I want to smash or would I smash? Those are two different things. Ooh, very true. Because very in true. all in all honesty, I don't I don't want to smash. But as a heterosexual male, if I had the opportunity, I would. So those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I don't just look at every woman and just be like, right off the bat, I want to smash. I look at women and be like, yeah, I'd smash. Yeah, I I, I hit that. But what does that really mean? There's a whole lot of variables come with that. Exactly, but like women, I, I want to, it's kind of like I would put in effort. And at this day, in this day and age, there aren't a whole bunch of women that I actually would aggressively pursue to have sex with them, just because I know the emotional toll and the the bullshit I have to deal with. It's like, is it worth it? <laughs> the way that the way that relationships and the dating process and breakups affect the body. Physically, not only mentally but physically, it's kind of like you 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 get risk adverse. It's like is is it worth it? No, no, it's not. No, because she already you start making those assumptions. Now she already looked like she she a player or he he I know he a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's very true. And yeah, and that that's that's something new to. I don't know if they dealt with that in the fifties or during the Great Depression, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have to get my grandma on here. Yeah, know. but as of now. Uh, that's that's definitely an issue because I mean just even think about body counts, you know. You think about body counts. You think about a lot of trans people running around now, and it's kind of like 
that's a that's yeah. a that's a that's another topic. And then these you have these body counts and they, they open you up to possible STDs and STIs and it's like that's that what. is the scariest thing. Well, I'm not guessing scariest. That is the most ironic thing. Like you literally reminded me of something. When I was on the way over, I was gonna tell you this because I've been I was I've been so confused and I feel dumb. But I was listening, I was just, the radio was just playing and I heard this condom ad. And on the condom ad, it was like, you know, blah, 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 gibberish, 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 STIs. And I'm looking like, why do they say STIs instead of STDs? Apparently at one point they decided there was a difference between infections and diseases. Oh. oh. And so I was like, (laughs) all right. I don't want either one of them. I don't want none of it. I want the one that actually I want I don't I don't want the other one, but I want to hear the one that sounds scary because I think it it has sent, it sends more of a shock value and it's more I think STIs sound kind of soft. Really? I think I think STDs is just just oh like damn STDs. Well, because a, a disease typically exactly. sounds like something you can't get back. It, but an infection sounds like oh it's let me put some ointment on infection. it. Let exactly. me put some ointment on it. Yeah. State diseases. <laughs> STDs. People just make it this. all scary. Yeah, make it make all it scary. scary. I don't want my son here at STI. STI, I'm good. But nigga, no. <laughs> you've been you've been the die, big fella. <laughs> like seriously, like come on. That was that was crazy. I, and it slipped my mind. But um, I I think that we hit on all four topics, did we? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we did. Okay, I think we did it. We should pat ourselves on the back. All right. Because it wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> as hard. Some organizational skills yeah, going yeah. on. That wasn't what? as hard as I thought it was going to be. This I guess, shit. is there, you. man, is there any other part of it that you will want to touch on again before we go into words of advice? <sighs> no, I've, I've been single a long time, so I've just been touching myself. Nigga, you ain't been single that long. <laughs> Shut the hell up. It's been long to me. Uh, it's been long to me. So. I can say this. We sort of didn't get to what it means for the future, and as far as women asking to be Valentines, I'm a we you if you've been following the, the No Boundaries podcast, well F which is me and Jay over there which is that guy, the nice guy, self proclaimed. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you have to understand I'm that going through a metamorphosis, sir. <laughs> going through a metamorphosis, like when Hawkeye when Hawkeye was Hawkeye, then he became Ronan. Going, I'm going through changes. Oh my! I'm going through changes. Oh my! That's not like his type of changes, but I'm going through changes. Yeah, I see. I see. Okay. Valentine's Day means to us what it means to most single people. It means a day for people in relationships to pretend, in all honesty, in my opinion, to pretend like this is what they do every day, and we know it's not. We really feel like if anything, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a day that can actually mess up relationships more than they help them. And I'm in full support of don't have sex on Valentine's Day because we don't need any more Scorpios. I'm in full support, <laughs> I'm in full support of that. But um, and, and, what, and a woman asking to be a Valentine's Day, Valentine's or getting on her knees for marriage, what does that mean for the future? That That's just a small variable of what the future is already about to become. The future is female. Like, personally... By the time I know, by the time I die, I think that they're going to dominate and they're going to take over just because they're they're using so many aspects and they use they're politicizing everything to the point where they're going to end up winning. They outnumber us, mm-hmm. and the smarter they become, and the more the more power position they get themselves into, I realistically feel like if too many men can't benefit from the Put it like this: If we just keep straying away from tradition more and more, it only makes sense for them to take over. Yeah. And until men or people in power realize that, hey, we need certain some of these values to stay in place. We can't we can't be out here talking about there's there's 117 genders. It needs to be woman and man. We can't be out here, you know, talk about okay, let's go ahead and let this woman play in the NFL. Uh, it's gonna have to be some limits drawn. And if that doesn't happen, then we're gonna get to the point where future is female and we're just going to have to sit back and just accept that am i am, does that make me scared no because i'm an individual that i'm a i think i'm gonna how do i say succeed regardless um i'm not scared of man or woman i think they're all human and i think they're all prone to make dumb decisions and one minute men have power one women women have power then it's just going to be a cycle cyclical effect and we'll get the power again maybe i won't see it maybe i will but whatever so um, 
other than that, um, do you want to start with your words of advice? Oh, yeah. Let me start with my words of advice. Um, my words of advice come from me. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, and I just simply said, um, don't let failure be your fear. Let your fear be in not trying. Because when you, when you let failure be your fear, then you, you fear the unknown. Because as much as there's an opportunity for you to fail, there's the same amount of opportunity for you to succeed. And, I, and to me, I personally would rather find out than live with the unknown. So don't let failure be your fear. Okay. Let, let not try and be your fear. So you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Basically. Okay. And I, I, I might fuck around and pull up from half court. <laughs> got to sometimes. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes you just be feeling yourself and be like, Spot. LaMelo. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, I, as I was riding over here, I just was thinking about conversations that I had throughout the week. And I pretty much just said that I feel like everybody needs to, one, never stop learning. And I've said this before, but to be more specific, I, I feel like people need to learn their triggers. People need to learn, um, just learn yourself. Um and learn your friends, learn their triggers, and learn your environment, and learn the things in the environment, in the environment, the natural environment that you love, and learn the things in the natural environment that you hate. Because the more things you learn about the people around you and yourself, it helps everybody else. Mm -hmm. Because you can't expect people to just be like, "Oh, well, oh, that's how you feel," and blah blah. Like, like you shouldn't even. It shouldn't really have to get to that point if you have an open dialogue on those things yeah so once again learn yourself learn other people learn 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 never stop learning okay, okay. that's it no deep i'm trying i kind of, kind of got words of advice summed up quick too yeah yeah i, I got a lot of sleep so ah, this weekend so ah, it's, it's okay. been it was okay. pretty easy pretty easy yeah i don't know how my i don't know how i feel about my weekend so it's a lot of joy a lot of anxiety a lot of confusion but you know it's that been. sounds like a lot of your life period though like the last two years of it, for sure. I can't wait for you to break out of that cycle. Yeah, exactly. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both, my friend. But until then, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?